Be Frankie. Be Frankie. What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode 161 of the Fight Library. I am your host, Blaine Henry, and today we are talking UFC Vegas 14 Aftermath. Actually, no, this isn't UFC Vegas 14. This is Aftermath, a weekly section. I just came up with this idea on the fly where I talk about all fights I watched this weekend. Not all of them, but, you know, the highlights of what I like this weekend because I'm talking about a lot this week. I'm talking about Jordan Burroughs, Rafael Dos Anjos, Bud Crawford, uh, the Bellator, who was it, um... Pitbull, duh. Uh, uh, you know, so yeah, this is going to be great. I love it. So, drop a sub, drop a review before we get into this episode. It's very helpful for the channel, and I would greatly appreciate it from you guys. It's just a hobby of mine, and I'd like when people listen to my hobby. I don't know. Anyways, so. Let's go ahead and dive on in. All right, so I hope everyone's doing well on this Monday morning. Monday can give you the blues, but you know what? We're not having the blues today because we're talking about actual fights that happened this weekend. There was a bunch of them, and I like it. Uh, Let's start off with some UFC, obviously. UFC uh, Vegas 14 was here, and uh, this was a card a lot of people were like, oh, it's trash, especially the, uh, the, the, the guys over at the Unmentionable website. You know, they kind of slept on the card. Now, I won't say these journalists have a requirement to watch every card, because that's not how it works. This is a sport, and they can pick and choose what they want. But, let's not poo-poo on the card that these fighters have trained all of their lives to fight on at the same time. So, I'm kind of on Kavanaugh's side. I'm kind of on the um, unmentionable side. And, uh, yeah. So, I enjoyed the night of fights. Um, It wasn't fantastic. It wasn't amazing. But it was a good night. And I enjoyed it. So, let's talk about Murata first. The uh, Japanese girl. I hope I'm saying her name right. Uh, She's the former Invictus strawweight champion. And we know anything that comes over from Invictus is going to be actually fairly decent coming into the UFC. Uh, she's a former women's freestyle wrestler, and if anybody follows freestyle west wrestling, especially women's, we know that Japan rules women's freestyle with an iron fist. They're basically Dagestan in women's wrestling. So, uh, Murata's highly, highly touted coming in, and she did what she was supposed to do against Random Marcos, and got the job done. <clears throat> it was, you know, she got herself into some weird situations that kind of was like, oh, are you in trouble here? You know, she almost got triangled and armbarred at the end of the third, managed to get out of that. But all in all, you know, she did well. Um, She's probably going to get a ranked opponent next. She's 27, not old, not young, but she's still, you know, still going to be kind of, you know, rushed along in the strawweight division. Um, I'd like to see her face mainly. I would love to see her face the loser of Mackenzie Dern and Verna Jandaroba. Those two gals are fantastic jiu-jitsu players. Um, they're not going to threaten her striking at the same time. And I'd like to see her, you know, if if, if Dern or, or Verna had them in trouble, like, or had uh, Murata in trouble like Random Marcos done, they, they'd have cinched that up. So I'd like to see her, you know, learn off of her mistakes and improve as a fighter 
and show us what she is all about, uh, you know, because she's very good. I'm very, very excited about her future, that's for sure. Moving on up, we're going to move up to the co-main event, Chaos Williams, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. Holy crap, 30-second fight. Chaos Williams knocked out our boy, um, Andrew Morono. So that was his UFC debut. He knocked out Morono, and it kind of sucked. But at the same time, we knew Chaos Williams was going to be a beast. So moving on to the Abdul Razak Al-Hassan fight, all of Al-Hassan's wins are by first-round finish. If he gets out of the first, it's over. So he's a very dangerous opponent to start out, and he kind of has cardio issues and stuff because he goes so hard. He fights angry. So Chaos Williams and, and Al-Hassan, they're, they're starting out 30 seconds in, and Al-Hassan gets blitzed by a 2-1 from Chaos Williams that was straight down the pipe. There was nothing tricky about it. There was nothing fancy. It was fast, and it was hard, and it put him out stiff. We haven't seen a stiff knockout like that in a long time. The first, last one I can remember, uh, to that level, we've had stiff ones before, but to that level was definitely Alistair Overeem getting killed by Francis. So it's on that level. Fantastic fight. Uh, I'd like to see Chaos fight somebody. Munir Laziz is a Moroccan kickboxer. He's really, really good. Uh, he was the last guy to beat Al-Hassan as well. And he did it in a different way. He pieced him up for three rounds. So I'd like to see Chaos drug into deeper waters. You know, he's had decision victories before, but I'd like to see him be frustrated by a striker that's really hard to hit. Main event time, Paul Felder and Rafael Dos Anjos. Felder came out and saved the day five days notice. We know Islam Makachev um, was supposed to fight. He pulled out for whatever reason. And yeah, so I don't, it's sad watching Paul Felder lose. It really is because Paul Felder doesn't like to lose and he doesn't deserve to lose. Seeing his face in that fight just kind of breaks my heart. He doesn't need to fight. He's really he, he he has this commentating gig with the UFC. He's really good at it, and he still fights. You know his last fight before it. Uh, who was it? Hooker, I think. Yeah, I think it was Hooker. He retired, and he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want my kids to see me getting beat up, this and that. And he goes and fights the former lightweight champion and gets beat up. It wasn't bad either. Paul brought the fight. It's just he had nothing for Dos Anjos, especially on the ground. I don't want to see him fight again as much. Like He has a lot left in the tank. He, he can definitely win a bunch of fights. And I just don't want to see it because his heart's not in it. He's half in, half out. And that's never good. On the other hand, Rafael Dos Anjos looked great. I've said before I felt like he's washed. And, you know, he's shown that at at welterweight that he really just didn't have what it took to be welterweight champion anymore. The game passed him up. But he comes down and beats number seven, Paul Felder. And he looked really good at lightweight again. I feel like his time at welterweight, he had to respect the power a little bit more. Um, he ran into people like Colby Covington and all that. And kind of just threw his game off. Here he can get hit, you know. And he did get hit. He brought it anyway. Rafael Dos Anjos, he might, he's old, but he's not washed. 
I also feel like the Paul Felder fight was better for Dos Anjos um, and also better for Islam Makachev too. They're going to make that fight. Think about it. They want Islam to rise up the rankings. Nobody wants to fight him. Dos Anjos has agreed to fight him before. I don't know how injured Dos Anjos is, but they can make that fight probably early next year. It works out better because Dos Anjos wasn't ranked. He's a former champion, but he wasn't ranked at lightweight because he hasn't fought there since 2017, 2018, something like that. So now he's ranked what? He's going to be ranked 8th probably tomorrow. Top 10 for sure. After a win over his number 7, Paul Felder. This gives Makachev even more room to win. Because I don't think that version of Dos Anjos beats Makachev. I'm pretty critical of Islam and his resume so far and what people think of him. He looks good, but just like Chemayev, he hasn't fought anybody. Think about it. John Phillips is out of the UFC now. Reese McKee lost two in a row to our boy Alex Morono. And to Chemayev. He hasn't really beat anybody. Yeah, he beat Gerald and stuff like that. Anyways, we're off on a tangent. Islam is in that same boat. I don't think Makachev is as good as everybody thinks he is. They think he's the second coming of Khabib. I don't think he is, but he's very, very good. He can make a run at the title. Probably will. But who knows? We'll see. Let's talk about uh, Bellator a little bit. Aaron Pico, oh my gosh. Um, I criticized Pico in the past because he doesn't wrestle. Well, guess what? He came in and wrestled, and I forget who he was fighting. De Jesus. De Jesus. And he was all over him like a spider monkey. He wrestled like a maniac. And then he used his hands. So I feel like Aaron Pico is one of those situations where he fell in love with the striking, right? He loves knocking people out. He's done it before. He was beating Henry Corrales until he got caught in a stupid exchange. And Henry Corrales is really good. <laughs> I mean, really good. He's real good. Nobody will get that reference. Anyways, so he, he goes and he throws this huge overhand right that snaps. It looks like it knocks Jesus's, uh, De Jesus' head off his shoulders and he gets up finishing the fight. Big ups to Aaron Pico. He looked great. Um, the Russian cat that fought co-main event. What's his name? He fought... Jeez, uh, I can't even remember who it was. I should have looked it up before the, the podcast I started recording. <laughs> I, I don't remember. Amosov, that's what his name is. Um, he looked good. He fought uh, Storley, I think. Good wrestler. And this was a very scrambly fight. Uh, Bellator's pushing him like he's the next Khabib. He's the best record. That's not Khabib. That he, now that Khabib's retired, shut it. This dude's good. His striking's not all there, but he's still fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. He's really fun to watch. So I liked watching it. I don't think he's the second coming. Um, <laughs> but who knows? We'll see. Bellator, they're just trying to push their fighters. And I feel like their product um, has risen in quality. By, by product, I don't mean production stuff. Their production's still crap. Their commentating's horrible. Um, but at the same time, their fighters are getting better. They're, they're closing the gap between that and the UFC. Main event, Pedro Carvillo and Pitbull. Uh, just a beautiful knockout from Pitbull. I mean, the dude just got pop. And, yeah, so he's moving on to the lightweight tournament, and he fights, I forget who, or the featherweight, whatever it is. 
Let's go ahead and move on a little bit more. Bud Crawford and Kell Brook. Let's talk about Maloney for a second. Maloney got a rematch, and uh, I forget who it was. It has a title. There's so many boxing titles, I don't remember their name. Anyways, they said it was, they, they called the fight a no contest due to an accidental headbutt, quote, unquote. That's bull. There was no headbutt, and we watched it. And the athletic commission spent 30 minutes trying to find a headbutt. And from what Andre Ward was showing us in the broadcast, uh, it was a thumb to the eye, which is a legal punch. You can't go out there and try and do it, but if it catches your eye, it's, it's legal. And Maloney should have won that fight. It was just a million jabs. And instead, they said in the second round, oh, that's a no contest. We're not going to uh, give Maloney the belt off of that, and it was crap. So I feel bad for Maloney. I'm going to try and get him on the podcast. Doubt it, honestly, but we'll see. Um, boxing guys are hard to get to. Bud Crawford, Kell Brook. Kell Brook had nothing for Bud I don't remember what round it ended, maybe four. And uh, Bud just, he, he's he's good. I don't know if he's pound for pound number one. This is probably his best win. And he really does need to fight uh, Spencer Porter next. I, he's frustrated with top rank, and I kind of feel that. I don't know. People are scared to fight him, it seems like. He wants the fights. It seems like he really does. I don't get it. Oh, well. He won. He blitzed him, too. Uh, it, it looked like a jab that knocked down, uh, if I remember correctly, it knocked down Kell Brook. He got up, and he couldn't remember where he was, it seemed like, and he just kind of like, oh, I'm boxing. And, yeah, he didn't he didn't survive the round. It was a beautiful performance from Bud. I still have Canelo at pound for pound number one, obviously. Um, I might even put Tyson Fury above him. Tyson Fury has much better wins than him. Um, Tiafimo, I don't know. Bud's probably number three, or in uh, Inoue, Naoya Inoue, the Japanese guy. He's really good and has some good wins as well. So, yeah, uh, last thing on the docket, wrestling real quick. Jordan Burroughs and Zahid Valencia wrestled on, I'm not going to say the name of the streaming service because I don't support them either. Anyway, so Zahid goes up four to nothing, five to one in the second period, and um, he's a bigger man, obviously. And Jordan Burroughs just keeps coming and Zahid's like oh I can't keep up with this what the heck is going on eventually Jordan takes the lead I think ended up being nine to four five eight to five something like that and it just showed you that there's levels to this game Zahid's great his gas tank's kind of suspect compared to Jordan Burroughs okay so it's just it was insane man the 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 tenacity Burroughs had he wasn't like freaking out that he was losing to Zahid after all the trash talk going back and forth. I was really excited about his performance and yeah, I just I loved it. It was great. It was beautiful. Uh so congrats to Burroughs. I'd love to have him on the show too one day. That'd be a great talk. He's just a nice guy. Uh Dake's gonna give him problems though. Uh we we criticized Dake because he looked bad against uh somebody against in, in on a on another card. And, uh, yeah, David Taylor is also going to give him a little bit of trouble. So we'll see. Jordan pours out things all the time, and he just has his it factor. So I don't know if he beats him or if he doesn't. It'll be fun anyways. All right, guys, thanks to everyone who listened to this episode. I appreciate you guys. Follow me on social media. It's in the bio, but, or in the description, Blaine Henry TFL on Twitter, Fight Library, and Fight Library Boxing 
on Instagram, we have two now. The Fight Library, the Fight Library on Facebook, and tune in Tuesday to our Twitch channel, Fight Library, where we will be doing a fight companion of the next Muhammad Ali fight on our list. So, yeah. I'm out, guys. Y'all have a good week. Oh, yeah, tomorrow. A little bit of news before I let y'all go. Martin Day is coming back on the show, and Jack Grant makes a appearance after he gets his title fight nod on the trilogy for Cage Warriors next December. So, yeah. I'm out, guys. Y'all be good. Later. Thank you.